Jesus Church College. Join hosts Richard Tamburrow and Molly Inman as they chat with other faculty and guests about church, the Bible, theology, and learning the way of Jesus here in Portland. We're in the middle of the 21 days of prayer and we've been focusing on asking God. So we unpack what it might have been like this week to push into this area of prayer. Hey everyone, welcome. So I am here with Molly and Jamie, who if you've listened for a while, you should know by now. And if you don't, um, tough beans. (laughs) We're going to get on and, uh, and keep moving forward. Uh, so we are, you can, you can look them up. Um, we are in the middle of our 21 days of prayer that we've been doing. And so we're at the end of a week where we've kind of had a theme of asking God and we've been trying some stuff. And so the podcast today, we're going to kind of think through what's that been like, what have been some of the challenges, what's been good, um, what questions is it thrown up, stuff like that, um, and help us hopefully digest um if you tried doing things and experimenting with prayer in new ways hopefully you got to the end of the week with some questions um if it was just the same as usual then um well either you're just the most amazing prayer person who's already discovered everything or it was a bit boring and so hopefully you've got some questions and we're doing a, a bit of a new thing because the podcast we see we just we're all nerds and so we we get talking and it goes on and on and on and on and on and our average podcast time is like about three or four drives to the office now so we've got a timer and it's gonna go off with an obnoxious loud sound and then the deal is we all get one minute to say like wrap up you know where where does that leave us um what are our final parting thoughts and so yeah we're trying a new thing. We'll see if it works. This this may fail cataclysmically, but we're we're going to give it a go. So, Molly, why don't you kick us off this theme, asking God? So you were teaching on Sunday with Tim about this. How would you give us like the two minute, like what what's that supposed to look like? What's the deal this week? Mm. Yeah. So. I think out of all of the weeks, this week might be the most familiar um, for followers of Jesus, because when we're taught to pray, uh, regardless of when when that was uh, what when that was for you, uh, we start with asking God for things. And this isn't a bad place to start by any means. But I think the heart that uh, we had going into uh, this 21 days of prayer was that we would actually lay a foundation of what it meant to be in relationship with God before we start to ask things of God. Because otherwise we have a tendency to view God like a vending machine. That's kind of the classic analogy that we use um, when we are veering into territories where prayer might have become unbiblical, is when we treat God like a vending machine where we punch in the numbers, put in our money, and expect uh, to get what we asked for. Uh, and so the the layout has been intentional uh, to set us up to understand, you know, uh, relationship, identity, and intimacy with God before we we go into the the territory of asking things of God. 
But that doesn't mean that asking things of God is a bad thing. In fact, it's a really good thing. And I think it is fruit of being in relationship with God that we feel uh, like we can trust him with our requests, both for ourselves and for other people. And so Tim and I kind of unpack those two realities of what it looks like um, to not only bring our requests before God, out of um, like the heartbeat of our personal desires, but also coming before God and uh, bringing people along with us saying like, God, I want you to answer this prayer for our, for my neighbor or God, I want to, I want you to answer this prayer for my sister, et cetera. And so those two things are called um, petitions and intercessions. And those are just fancy ways of saying, bringing our own requests and bringing others requests to God. Uh, so that's what week two is going to look like. And Crooksie and Jamie and Shelby have done an excellent job guiding us through on a daily basis what, what that can look like, those engagements with God in the morning uh, or in the evening, whenever you're doing them. Um, but what petition and intercession can look like in our relationship with God. Yeah. Now, in some ways, this is a week that might feel more familiar. Mm-hmm. Because like you say, if, um, well, like I think about my kids you know, teaching them to pray and praying with them. You know, we often pray for a good night's sleep and the things that are happening the next day, you know, like um, it's a really normal starting point in some way. Um, But that might make you think, oh, well, this is just like, this is low hanging fruit. This is easy. Everyone knows how to do this. Why are we spending a week on this? Like, what are some of the challenges you think that we need to, I know. I don't even know what the word is. Have thrown at us. I've got the visual, but not the words. I've got Molly and Tim like throwing challenges at us, whatever that looks like. Yeah. So, like, why why do we need to be shaken up? Do you think when it comes to asking God? Yeah, um, I think this is something that Tim did a really good job of framing up. Is um, the way that. Jesus teaches us how to pray in both Matthew and Luke is first starting off with let your kingdom come and your will be done before we ask for daily bread. Uh, And I think that doing them in this order is intentional the way that Jesus frames it up because, um, you know, asking first for the things of the kingdom will actually clarify the things that we ask God for in a daily bread context. And so when we catch his vision and his heart, for what it looks like to participate in the kingdom of God. Those are actually going to inform what we bring to God. That doesn't necessarily mean that anything that you have that's a personal desire of yours is antithetical to the kingdom of God. Like, for example, um, Jamie Jamie was chatting about this, and I want her to be able to unpack it in depth later. But if I'm, if I'm asking for you know, uh, a new job for my husband or for myself even, those aren't necessarily things that don't go with the kingdom of God. But we start in this place where we ask God to speak into our desires in a kingdom context, handing them over to him to see what he has to say about our petitions and our desires. And then as he hands them back, he can give us greater clarity on what it looks like to ask for these things in the kingdom context. But Jamie, you were you were saying something pretty insightful before we started recording. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I think... Um there's like two things I think that we can like grow in this, this week. And one is like, um, when we're presenting our, like our own petitions before God or interceding for other people, um, like it's not 
just a one-way thing where we're saying, God, this is the thing that I want. Or do this for me. Do this for this person. Although there are times when we cry out to God, like, please do this. Please move in this way. But what we want to be doing is seeking God's heart on that thing. So we want to seek his heart for other people. And um, so I think it's it's really key that we spent a week just on hearing from God before we go into asking for things. Because as we pray for people and for ourselves and asking for things, we want it, we want it to be that relationship and that two-way thing that we can um, seek his heart as, and so he can guide us as we pray. But the the thing that we were kind of talking about, like, is it okay to ask for things for myself that aren't necessarily something that we would put in like a box of like your kingdom come, you know, uh, is it okay for me to ask for a job? And personally, I've been in that place before where I, that has been my prayer request for months at a time has been, I really need a new job because the job that I was in was presenting just like huge stress to my mm. self, my my body, my life, my emotions. It was just a, a difficult place to be in. Um, so asking for a new job was, it at times felt selfish because I, I already had a job that was, you know, decently paid, that I was happy enough in, that, you know, that there was people around me without a job. It felt a little selfish, but actually when God answered that prayer and gave me a new job, it was like life transforming for me. Like Mm -hmm. within two weeks, I was like a different person. Like the weight that was lifted, the just like this, the calm and peace that I felt in my life just because of a situation that God totally turned around. So although at first I was like, Oh, maybe this is a little selfish. Like this job is fine. It's just difficult. I just need to persevere. But God was saying, no, I really felt like you wanted me to pray for that. They had something better um, in store. And like, actually, when he answered that, I realized like he just, he cares about us as holistic beings. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, he, he answers prayers like that to give us the things that, that show us that he loves us and cares about us. And um, yeah. 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 I think that can be challenging sometimes. Like some, there are definitely seasons in our life where we know something's not right, like something's not the way it ought to be. Like maybe we're in the wrong role or maybe we're in the right role, but we've got bad attitude. I've been there sometimes as well. Uh, you know, like it can be all sorts of tensions. But sometimes, yeah, we might just like, I don't know, have you ever been sat around a circle of people like to pray and then you've turned to someone and said, well, what's your prayer request? And they're like, I don't really have one. Um, and it's an interesting place to be because if you've got like a contentment with how things like that's all good, like there's something good about that. But also God loves to give us good gifts. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if it was Christmas time and I said to one of my kids, like, you know, what do you want for Christmas? I really want to get you something. And they were like, well, you know, I'm, I've, I'm happy with what I've got. Like, yeah, but one of the ways I relate to you is to, to give you good gifts, to give you good things. Um, and I don't think that always means God wants to do something like radically new in our lives, you know, or wants to shake things up in big ways. But, feels like sometimes we're not sure what to ask 
maybe we've I don't know lost our buzz for like okay what's how's God going to show up like what where's my expectation for what it would look like for me to get to the end of this week and be like wow God did that thing mm-hmm. you know um so yeah that, there's an interesting tension there like I don't want to be the entitled brat who's just like I want a pony and I want a helicopter and I want you know <laughs> I want everything um but I also I don't want to be someone who you know is not interacting with God in this way that I'm appreciating not just the you know the air I breathe and everything about my life is such a gift from God but also that there might be these opportunities to like ask God have God answer and that just like stir my faith not not just like abstract faith but stir my like wow I can ask my father I can depend on him you know like just keeping that dynamic and our relationship fresh and alive and vibrant mm. yeah because I think it's um when we think of it in the context of seeing God as our father, like he knows the desires of our heart. And so when we pretend like those aren't there, we're not fooling anybody. You know, we're not, we're not tricking God into thinking that all our desires are only the desires that are like heavenly and perfect. Like he knows that we're human beings. He created us to be human beings and and he created us with desire. And sometimes he wants to reorder that desire by his spirit. And sometimes he wants to give us, the desires of our heart you know I, it it's not a one-size-fits-all it's not a formula you can lay on top of your uh, prayer but I think it's important to understand that God is a good father and he knows the, the desires of our heart before we've even ex- expressed that to him uh, and he's he's a good dad that likes to surprise us on Christmas day sometimes you know like we my husband and I Jake have just experienced that in this season in the midst of all the you know turmoil and change uh Jake got his dream job a job that he's asked God for plenty of times um (laughs) but one that God was just so gracious to give him in a season that we were unexpected that we didn't expect it and that was just a sweet gift from the father that wasn't you know, that was that wasn't uh, based on anything we could have done. It was just out of his abundant compassion. So, yeah. And it's kind of, I liked like on Sunday, I think you and Tim did a great job of connecting. That when we ask God, we're kind of. I don't know, lots of our asks are driven by um, the things we long for, the things we desire. And the, you know, God's storyline and God saying what our purpose in the world is and our place in the world, like all of those things um, about God's mission and who he is, they provide a filter for us. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's another interesting tension. I I think sometimes we might catch ourselves being like unsure whether to ask. Like I was thinking of um, like James says this really startling thing. Um, in chapter four, um, he he just it's so blunt. You don't have because you don't ask God. Like there you go, boom. If there's something you don't have, it's only because it's just because you haven't asked God. And when you ask and you don't receive, it's because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend on your pleasures. Um, so sometimes you ask for the wrong thing. Um, 
But I also think over James's bluntness in the midst of figuring out what to ask for, we have to weave grace. Because sometimes we might be like, I think of you, Jamie, like, oh, man, should I pray for this new job? Well, you know, I don't want to just like ask for more than I'm due. Well, grace says you're not due anything. So it's all a gift. So that's okay. That's not an issue. Yeah, but I don't want to like, you know, maybe there's other things I should be praying for, you know, like, Maybe there's someone who's out of work and needs to feed their family. Maybe I should be praying for them rather than me. And it's like, yeah, but God's big enough and gracious enough to care about both of those things. And so, and then you're like, yeah, but what if I'm just discontent and I really don't need a new job? Well, grace again says that like, if you ask God and you know, you're not just having a stinky attitude, like, God, give me a Ferrari because I really want one. Even though I know it's bad, I just want it. Give it to me. You know, <laughs> like, I don't think many of us actually pray that way. Then grace is the tone. And yeah. so it's okay to kind of offer our requests with the expectation that God's going to interact with them. Like we yeah. might we might not get the, you know, the yes, mm-hmm. but it might open up a conversation. So even if we're uncertain, like, should I ask for this? Well, talk to God about it. Like, ask him about it, you know. Because the asking isn't just, you know, like our asking prayers to God and not just like uh, a letter to Santa. Yeah, for sure. Dear Father God, this week I would like a pony, a new phone, and a pair of slippers. Um, But our asking can encompass, like, questions and asking God for insight into, like, so much more. So much stuff. Mm -hmm. So in a way, we should feel, I don't know, excited to sort of take all of those needs, all of those wants, all of those desires and be like, okay, God, I'm going to throw all of this stuff at you and it's going to help me now, partly by just seeing what sticks and what you answer and how how you respond, but also having that space to be like, do you have anything to say about all this stuff I just unleashed at you you know (laughs) you just kind of pour it all out to jesus so it's kind of exciting when you open it up under the umbrella of grace you know you can't really ask anything wrong but you you can but it's really hard (laughs) and i think god is gracious in how he responds to us and answers and i i i do believe that there's times when we ask for things and if that like for example we stick to the new job thing and and it and it's sometimes hard to discern, is this just a bad attitude and I need to persevere here? Or actually, God, is this something that you just really want to free me from and change this situation? And I I, I like the, the reality of prayer is that it is relational and and we can ask him like to help us to discern that and that he's, he's gracious and he will show us it might take a while to, and it might mean that we persevere in something hard until he shifts our perspective or something changes in that situation. Or it could be that he's like, no, I've heard your cry. This is, this needs to stop. I'm going to intervene. Here's this other option for you. Um, But I think the, the key for me anyway, something I've learned in life is just like, don't be don't be put off from asking because for me it's more probably that I would just be cynical that he that that 
that he wouldn't want to answer that or that, you know, that that would just be a coincidence or that other people get prayers like that answered, but not me, you know, like those are the kind of thoughts that creep into my mind from time to time. And, and I need to catch them and be like, Hey, that's a big old cynical lie, <laughs> but, um, but they can be there. And I, I really hope that, that this 21 days of prayer and like, as we continue in, in prayer, that that shifts in people's minds that we don't have a spirit of like cynicism and, and kind of like, Oh no, I couldn't possibly ask for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what about, um, I mean, the cynicism, but there's also maybe just, we might feel a bit discouraged or defeated. Um, mm -hmm. Like, if we feel like our ask has fallen on deaf ears or gone unresponded to, then it might be really hard to either keep asking about that thing and talking to God about that thing or to ask about something new. Like, have you ever, I'm saying have you ever, knowing that all three of us for sure have, found ourselves in that place where we have been a bit defeated? Like, what does it look like to move forward? Because I, I imagine there's going to be some people this week who are like, oh, cool, petitioning, asking God. But it's a little bit of a sore spot. Like it might, this actually might be a really hard thing for some people. Yeah, I think, um, man, it's a tough question. That's, that's, I think maybe where the silence is coming from. <laughs> Since you can't see our faces, people listening. Um, yeah, there's, I think there's a few things at play within that. Um, I think it's, it's really easy to be discouraged in our relationship with God. If we've made a, a request known, um, time and time again to him, and it feels as though he's ignoring us. Um, and I think God might actually have something to say to you about that. You know, when, if we're believing, um, at the end of the day, it would be a lie, but in, in our hearts, it feels like the truth. Uh, if we're believing the lie that God is ignoring us, God might have something to say to us, even in the midst of our bitterness and our resentment towards him, because he is kind and compassionate in that way. Um, so I think my invitation to who to to the person in that space, because, yeah, I've I've been there. There was a season where I was asking for something specific for a couple of years and I, I didn't see any any breakthrough. Um and I, I came to a place where I was very bitter uh, and resentful towards God. And my prayers turned into laments for like a really long season of my life. And um, God met me in those spaces. You know, like I think I, I, I came to be encouraged by the reality that a lot of the Psalms are in lament form. And God was okay to keep them in the Bible. You know, like he wasn't um, threatened by the fact that other humans were disappointed in him at times. That doesn't take away from his character. In fact, it lays out a pathway for us to be able to lament as well, to know that David and Moses and so many others uh, cried out to God uh, in, in despair and in bitterness towards him as well. He's not uh, thrown off by that. 
So my invitation would be to see if God has anything to say to you in that in that circumstance, and then write those things down. You know, uh, Crooksy and Jamie are good at banging this drum at Westside <laughs> of like writing down your prayers, um, the ones that are answered, the ones that are unanswered, because when you have a record of what God has done, no matter how min- how much time has passed, it builds your faith, and your your room for doubt goes down in your heart and in your mind. So. Um, those are a couple of, th- of things that come to mind. But again, it's hard. And I think the answer that I was told many times was either you're not praying hard enough or, you know, God, God's timing is perfect. Now, one was untrue and unhelpful. And the other one, yes, God's timing is perfect. But truth placed in a context with someone not ready to receive it can actually be pretty painful and hurtful. So I hesitate yeah. to, to jump out the gate saying like, God's timing is perfect. Because even though that is, that is true, uh, that doesn't help a hurting person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After years of, of grief and lament. And I think that sort of faith of like, well, God knows what he's doing. There's a kind of blind version of that. Like, well, God's timing's perfect. So uh, it kind of presumes that you are incapable of understanding why your prayer is not being answered the way you might've expected or that God doesn't want to tell you, or, you know, things like that. And and I love the example, like, even before you said that last bit, Molly, the example that was coming to mind was Paul, when he is, um, he's got some sort of sickness. Mm -hmm. And it says, you know, he prayed three times for God to heal him. But then God actually revealed to Paul why he wasn't healing him. And I'm so glad that's in the Bible to encourage us that, God basically, he, his strategy is not to give us the silent treatment. Like God has something to say. Now, sometimes what he has to say doesn't meet our expectations, which means we're like tuned into a different channel. And sometimes we can have a really hard time either just picking it up or then receiving it, you know, so that it, it, it can be challenging. But yeah, I firmly believe that if you're, in a season of like persevering or feeling discouraged, it's okay to ask God, like, so what's going on? Yeah. What What's up with this? And yeah, God might, I mean, it could be so many things. Um, you know, God might be doing some work on you. He might be like, oh, I, w- I want to transform you. So we got, we, we got some like long, a long, hard journey to go down. Um, or it might be, hey, I don't want to do it because the world's not ready for me to give you a pony right now. Or like, <laughs> it, could be, it could be so much stuff. But yeah, God is not indiscriminate. You know, he, he's not up in heaven with like a magic eight ball. It's like, oh, sorry, Molly, your prayer doesn't get answered today. Why? Well, just, just no, no reason. Like, no, God's got reasons. Like we can ask him what they are, <laughs> ask him what's going on. So I, lo- I love that Paul examples that because I think that helps us so much. If we are asking for the wrong thing or for the wrong reason, it's going to uncover that. But also if God's like, dude, I'm answering your prayer, but I'm answering in a way that you just don't even have a box for, God will help us start building that box and see what's going on. And then we're going to start to get encouraged like, oh, wow, like God's on the move. And that's that's where I love like getting this tangible when we hear from God, when we see God answer prayer and do things, we get that kind of Narnia, like Aslan's on the move, kind of like excitement. And it's so energizing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's so much about prayer that 
like it changes us on our perspective and um that like especially like unanswered prayer I think sometimes I'll just go to God like with the exact same I'm just gonna say the same thing again God just in case you didn't hear me um (laughs) but actually quite often he wants us to ask a different question or ask him what he thinks about it or ask him to reveal a little more and that can sometimes shift our perspective around what he's doing in that thing or or what it is he actually wants us to ask for and and I think the one thing that I'm always like oh like persevere and praying for is like people and especially people in my family who don't know Jesus and I'm like oh I just sometimes I just I'm like I haven't prayed for them in so long because it's like 15 20 years of yeah. this of the same person and and that can get like uh, you know it can get like really discouraging but um I guess just like taking that to God saying like this is frustrating I'm really discouraged but here's the things I know about you and I trust you with this but also then asking him like okay is there something you want me to do is there something rather than just being like hey well, this person I, I want this person to know you because that's what I've prayed for 15 years <laughs> but yeah. changing and being like great god is there anything you need to tell me is there anything that I need to say to this person encourage this person to just like shift in like how you're praying for that person does that make sense yeah yeah because yeah, if we don't ask those questions we miss out on like if we ask for something mm-hmm. and we're like oh it didn't happen then we can be like oh i guess i'll just presume i asked the wrong thing when yeah. actually actually it may have been like a really good thing that god would want to affirm and keep alive and a light in us that actually is like valuable and important and we might miss out on that. Um, but then, yeah, the, I mean, the, the flip side is true as well. If our expectation was like, no, the, like, the, the way this path should look is actually really different, then um, we miss out on what it would look like to see that prayer answered as well. So, yeah, just so many... I don't know. It, it, it's again, it, I guess it comes back, Molly, to like that ATM version of interacting with God. Mm. Like if you put your card in the machine and it just like chews up your card and you can't get any money out, then you kick it and you walk away and you're done with it, you know? Yeah. And so if we, if that's our level of expectation, then we might get easily discouraged. But I, th- I think, again, I'm like, I'm aware as I'm saying it, there's a bit of a tension, like, under the umbrella of grace, though, there is like, there's a simplicity and an invitation from God to just be like, talk to me about what you want, ask me. Mm, yeah. And so there is a simplicity to that, um, like, put your card in the machine, see what happens. But it just, I guess we can't have an expectation that, oh, that means that I'll just get everything that I ask for. Like that's, we can have, we can have really wrong expectations. Mm. So here's another thing I want to ask you guys, get, get your take on this, right? So if you come and you ask for like a new job, which is example of the day now, thanks to Jamie, (laughs) like there's two ways you could pray. 
right? One is like, oh man, God, I just, I call on your goodness and your power, like, give me this job. And another way to pray would be like, oh, Jesus, you know, I just wondered if possibly I might trouble you that if there's any way, you know, if it's not too hard, if you could maybe do something about my job, <laughs> right? And it's two really different attitudes. Like, what's your, like, where do we sit? Like, what what should it be like when we come with a, like a new request to God? What do you think? Um. Well, listening to those two options a second made me cringe, but that's just because I know that. Honestly, I know that I can be a little bit like that in asking people in real life for things. Or like I never want to bother anyone or trouble anyone. And um, But the reality is that that's, for most part, I create a narrative in my mind that I'm an inconvenience to that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they're not going to say yes. And it's you know, it's going to just be a hassle. But most nine times out of 10, you know, if I'm asking someone for something, it's because I know that they are someone who can help me out with that or they can provide something. And and usually they're more than happy to. And, you know, I, I probably don't need to approach them with such timidity and like assuming that I'm going to be an inconvenience. And I think the same is true for God, like we are invited before him. We're in relationship with him. We are his child. He loves us. Like, of course we don't want to like <laughs> just be like demanding things left, right and center and be a, like, think of ourselves as totally privileged. But in reality, we are, we can come before him and we can ask for good things and he wants to give us good things. And mm. um, I mean, I do think that that is a privileged position to be in, to be in relationship with the creator of the universe who um, can give good gifts. So um, I think, of course, we come in humility, knowing who we are in terms of like we are are human and we are um, sinful and we want to come before him humbly. And we, but we also know that we are forgiven and that we are his child and that he wants to give us good things. So, Mm. yeah. I don't. <laughs> I yeah, I love that. It reminds me of when like Jesus talks about the Father and says, "Hey, like you know, your earthly fathers love to give you good gifts. Like, do you think yeah. you're going to ask God for bread and He's going to give you a stone and be like, ha ha, got yeah. you? You know, like God's not like that. And so, and even that the verse we shared at the start of this week, like what Jesus says. Um, to the blind man, like, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, Rabbi, I want to see. He doesn't say, well, I mean, I, I don't know if you've got time, but if you could possibly let me see a little bit better or let me even see outlines of things, you know, <laughs> or if you could just get Braille up and running before, you know, he's like, no, I want to I see. He's like, to the point, this is what I want, like knowing that Jesus like Jesus asks him the question. He's like, well, this is the thing. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I guess the other way we can go wrong is to feel like, oh man, maybe God's not answering because my prayer is too weak. Like I don't have enough faith. And so I haven't like claimed it powerfully and audaciously. And so that's why God's not answering. So that's like, a that's mm-hmm. almost like the flip side, like going the other direction down the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, where we think, oh, I, maybe I'm asking wrong because I'm, you know, being too yes. provocative or something. 
in the way that I pray. Um, what you like? What do you think about that? Uh, I, I mean, Molly, you kind of mentioned you you encountered this as a possible response when you were in a season of like praying for a long time of, of that sort of like, well, maybe you're just not praying hard enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the, the, before God was, before God answered the prayer, he, I think he did a lot of good work in my heart to understand. You know, there's this verse in Daniel 9, um, 18, and it says, um, we are not presenting our petitions before Yahweh based on our righteous acts, but based on his abundant compassion. And I think uh, regardless of which way you lean, whether being maybe Entitled is kind of a negative word, but it just, you know, going boldly thinking like God will answer this prayer because I'm entitled to it or not having enough faith. Both are focused on us and our, you know, deserving level um, from our from our mind's eye. And I think it's important to understand that God doesn't hear us and answer our prayers based on how good or bad we are that day or how much or little faith we have that day. He, he's answering our prayers because of his abundant compassion. And I think as we begin to understand that and trust that, and he invites us into that relationship, our trust in him grows in a way that we can be both strong and weak, strong in the power uh, of the spirit and weak in the sense that, you know, we are in desperate need of him. So I don't know if that uh, makes sense. I, I think I'm processing it out loud even as I say it, but I think uh, what I learned in that season was before you know God even answered a prayer, I needed to reframe the way I showed up to prayer as not something that I had to, you know, I didn't need to pull myself together before I showed up to God in prayer. Um, but it was actually like in that space of weakness that God met me and spoke to me and, you know, renewed my mind and my heart. To, to understand what this prayer communication thing even was and that it didn't have anything to do with whether or not I was capable of showing up uh, a certain way. Yeah. And even like you're talking about verbally processing uh, and there's, I, I'm noticing in this conversation how like there's lots of recurring themes that keep coming out, but in different ways. Um there's a simplicity, but there is a complexity to this as well. Mm. But that's that's part of the why petition is so important. Like our desires, our goals, our aspirations, our levels of expectation about like how God has shown up and might show up. Like so many big things to do with our story and how we feel about being a part of God's story come together when we're engaged in petitioning and asking God about stuff. Mm. Um, and it it creates a space not just for God to show up, but for God to show up in the midst of us even processing our desires. Like how many times have you started praying for something, feeling like you wanted it, but not really understanding why? And it's like a journey of self-discovery. And then other times, you know exactly why. And it's a journey of like God discovery to learn something about God and what he wants to do or discovery about your world, like 
oh, that's going on. Like I'm praying for this person, but as I'm praying, I'm actually learning some things God's showing me about them and how I can then go be a blessing to them or something like that. It's just so much work gets done in the midst of a conversation that can just begin with a simple ask. So it's like it's an easy, simple starting point, but so much of life comes to the table the moment we put one of our desires on the table. Mm. You know, it's a kind of, it takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of guts, I think, um, to do that. Like, like you were talking about, Jamie, we might be, I don't know, um, underwhelmed by our own value and feel like we don't want to trouble people. Because like, when we do ask, we make we show a level of vulnerability. We say, I need something. Yeah. But we, we do it in a way that's doubly vulnerable because we're, we're also not just admitting we haven't got something, but are like wondering, and do you think that's valuable as well? Yeah. So we put so much out there when we do that. Yeah. And I, I think as well, kind of alluding to what you were saying, Molly, you know, prayer being answered isn't, is, is because God is, is good. It's out of his abundant goodness to us that he answers our prayers and, and because of his kindness and his compassion. And, and I think, um, sometimes why we don't bring things to him in prayer or we hold some things back or we believe certain things about whether it'll be answered or not is, is maybe because we need to just process, have a look at what we really believe about him and who he is. And um, I think as we learn more about him and his character, that increases our faith that actually, oh wait, yeah, he is a, a God who loves us, who is in relationship with us, who want is good to us and um and that even just like reading reading the bible more and knowing more about who he is increases our faith that actually yeah he is he's a god who hears and answers our prayers Um, i think sometimes he needs to renew our minds around who he who we are believing him to be does that make Mm -hmm. sense Yeah. yeah and i i also you know Molly said before, Crooks and I beat this drum all the time, but like writing down your prayers. I mean, I just don't have a good memory. So if <laughs> I just forget like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I like asked for this thing for months and God did, did this. And that is amazing. And, um, or I asked for this thing for months and, but God shifted my perspective and showed me this. And actually through that, I learned this, that and the next thing. I honestly forget things if I don't write them down. And I just think if you write down your prayers, and if you're specific with how you pray, like, I think it's okay to ask, like, you know, if we're using the job example, like, hey, God, I really want this job. I want it to be, like, in this place or with this thing. And, and you know, if you've got, you know, like, you've got kids and I really just need it to be a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday job. Like, mm-hmm. because if you're specific like that and then God gives you if he answers and you get a monday wednesday friday job like how awesome is that that there's like mm-hmm. a really specific detail in there that you're just like okay here right there's no denying like that just builds your faith so much and it gives him yeah. so much more glory and um yeah I, I also really like online church has um just show me the benefit in writing down your prayers for other people because we're doing a way, way more like 
online prayer and email prayer and um it's not really something I've done lots before but I think it's really cool now that we have like almost like a record of what you prayed for somebody and they can come back and be like oh you prayed this thing for me and I have the words here in type (laughs) and actually God did this and that's like a cool blessing of COVID times um but even just someone texted me a prayer yesterday um our like car died it was a disaster of an afternoon but um I just text someone about it and they text me a prayer that was just you know it's just like these words are speaking deep to my soul it was so (laughs) so good to like yeah I just think there's it's like really cool to have written down prayers that you can just read over again and see how God has answered that or just see his work like that person prayed that for me but for sure God put some of those words in that person's heart because they were like what I needed to hear so yeah yeah Yeah. I think that's such a good point because this is like another way our asking can go wrong like oh god I pray you would improve my work situation so Jamie prays that and then two weeks later I'm like hey did God answer your prayer and if you're like well I I can't really tell I mean, they had donuts in the office today, so I guess that's yeah. better. But you know, like, yeah, it's really critical. There's no way for you to tell whether God's really answering the prayer. Yeah. It means you haven't really asked for anything. Yeah, and and there is some value in the way of praying. That's like, God, your will be done. Like, I don't even know what to ask. I just pray that you do good things. Like, that's a good. That's a good thing to do. But it's not asking. Yeah, and so we're invited to ask. So we ought to like push a level up from that. And a great way to tell whether you're doing that leveling up is like, can you write down something to record what you've asked that you can actually hold you and God accountable to watch for, to like go and look and see what happens. So that's a, I think that's a really good yardstick for whether we're doing the asking thing in the right way. Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> Okay. Is that the alarm? That, so that that obnoxious sound means that we've talked for long enough. Right, so we, we all get one minute. The stuff we haven't talked about, I'm going to just randomly, because she's been quiet for a while, pick on Molly. <laughs> so, Molly, the spotlight's on you. Like, what? where does this leave us? Like, what else could we talk about or... What should we grab from this conversation, do you think, and, and carry forward? Yeah, good question. I think the thing that comes to mind for me is it always comes back to relationships. So if I, you know, am, am frustrated with Jake, I have two options. I can, you know, give him the silent treatment and not talk to him, or I could engage in a conversation with him where, you know, I express my grief and my concern and my frustration, and I ask him to give me some clarity on, you know, where he's coming from. And, you know, with a human and human relationship, of course, there's going to be give and take. No, no, no one person is right. No one person is in the wrong. But the invitation that God has on offer is, yeah, we could give him the silent treatment if, if things don't go our way. But an invitation into maturity says that we're actually going to engage with God in our frustration, our grief and our disappointments. And we're going to see if he has anything to say about it. That's something that I think was really helpful for me 
in, you know, turning a corner in my own prayer life is, you know, I can stay in that space where I'm just bitter towards God and give him the silent treatment and say, I'm not going to ask anything of you anymore because you've let me down. But the second that I said yes to the invitation on offer to actually express that grief and concern with God and invite him to speak into it, you know, my my prayer life took on a new meaning and my communion with God became rich, even if it was still in the place of bitterness and despair. At least God was in the midst of it. That's good. That's good. All right, Jamie, what's what's left on your plate when it comes to this topic that we haven't had uh, time to get into? Um, I think, um, one, just like, um, don't, I just don't let anything stop you from asking, like, just ask and see what he says. Um, and also I think when you're praying for, um, for other people, and kind of our wider, we didn't even really go into like praying for our cities and our countries. And, um, but when I'm praying for people, other people, I, I like to take some time first and ask God, like, what's on your heart for them? What do you want to do? Mm. Um, and like, just spend a little bit of time listening. Um, and I think doing that, listening and asking kind of going hand in hand um, just helps us to pray more in line with like God's heart for somebody. Um, but also I think he can reveal things that maybe we wouldn't have even thought about to pray for that person. So that's mm. cool. Um, yeah. And also that's then really cool to share with that person. Like, yeah, hey, I, love that. I was praying this for you. Um, and m- maybe it was just, you know, the things you thought to pray for, but maybe it's like God, revealing something to you that you're praying into. And then when you share that with that person, they're like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. That really speaks to me. And that's really what I've been feeling or I really needed to hear that. And that is cool. That's God speaking through you to that person and that builds them up and it builds your faith up too. So. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. If you don't know what to ask, you can ask about that too. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, I got like three because I've listened to your two minutes. So I've had time to have three things pop into my head, right? One of them is actually on Sunday, we used imaginative prayer and we've actually kind of invited some like think about imagination as like a tool in our prayer toolbox where like it might help us interact with God, hear from God, express things to God, realize things, Um and we haven't talked about that at all. I think that's huge. So I'm going to flag that up as something maybe we'll talk about at a future date. Um, I think the other thing is huge. Jamie, you kind of touched on um, praying for others. Mm-hmm. I think the other part of it is like sometimes we're kind of stuck or we do need to persevere or we're battling through something we're asking about and including others in that can be so helpful and there's so much to unpack there we haven't had time to talk about but it's a really good thing to push into and the the last thing was just about our culture like we've got a sort of american culture that says you're you're most successful and most valuable when you're self-sufficient so when you've got nothing to ask about that's when you're at your best but actually what's laid out relationally here around prayer and the bible is if you're not asking about anything and you don't feel like you've got anything to ask about 
that actually might not be a sign of health. It might be a sign of unhealth. So some of this stuff is hard for us because of our culture. I think that's interesting as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I think we also have a culture that that says like don't don't be vulnerable. Like yeah, like you were talking earlier, Molly, about we're strong and we're weak. We're weak in the sense that we're coming before him as like, hey, we we need you. Like we, um, and that's countercultural to say like. I can't do this by myself. I need God to, to to show up, and that that can be hard for people to kind of come to that realization and that vulnerability. But that's that's what happens in intimate relationships um, with your family, your spouse, your like good friends. Like we show up at times and say, "I can't do this by myself. I need you," and I think that's quite often the posture that we are in when we're like praying yeah Jesus so mm. yeah yeah all right so well done listener for one and we hope you've been doing the 21 days of prayer and so this is kind of the end of your week of asking but hopefully listening to this has shaken up loads more stuff that you're going to keep pushing in and pushing forward and then Molly, real quick, like the 10 second, what can we look forward to this next week? What's the next theme? Yeah. Um, so next week, our the title of our teaching is Doing Battle with God. So we're going to explore the idea of uh, partnering with God uh, in the kingdom of God to push against the kingdom of darkness by the authority that we have in Christ and not in ourselves. Um, so we're going through the last bit of the Lord's prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And we're also going to be diving into the aspect of forgiveness when Jesus says, forgive us our sins as we have been forgiven. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope you're looking forward to that and diving into that, not just Sunday, but the whole next week. And then we'll have another podcast unpacking what that was like at the end of the week. And so go keep praying and stay safe and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the House of Learning podcast. This podcast is produced by A Jesus Church College, based at Westside A Jesus Church in Portland, Oregon. AJC College trains and mobilizes the next generation of kingdom leaders through an accredited four-year degree in biblical studies with an emphasis on leadership and formation. We combine classroom learning with mentoring and ministry apprenticeship for a third of the cost of traditional college. To find out more, go to ajccollege.org or follow us on Instagram to find out if this is where God could be calling you to explore your calling. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share it with someone. And if you have a question you'd like us to chat about, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at ajccollege.org. If you can, send us a 20-second audio recording saying who you are and where you're from, along with your question, and we'd love to include it in a future episode.